like I tell people all the time, you, at most jobs, so just your, just take your average job, so you're not the CEO, whatever, it, you're employed at will, right? And so it's your, you, you have a choice every day if you want to show up at work or if you don't. And I think in a, in a relationship, you, you make a decision every day if you want to be committed to that person or not. And the second you, you decide that they're not a priority or you're not putting them first, then it's probably not worth that, that commitment and that, that relationship and that partnership. And so, you know, every day I get up, I'm like, Kevin may not be perfect and I may not be perfect, but we're perfect for each other. Welcome to Dottie's house. I'm Arvia Few, the founder of Dottie, and welcome to our podcast. So what is Dottie? Dottie is a community created for young black people to connect socially and romantically. We are changing the conversation around dating, marriage, and intentionality. We're doing live events, we're matchmaking, and changing the conversation online. And that's why we're doing this podcast. There's so much to share and so many people we can't wait for you to meet in upcoming episodes. Thank you for joining. Hello, Ayana and Kevin. Thank you guys so much for joining. Hi, Arvia. Hi. Thanks for having us. You know what? You guys have been hard to reach. And so I am honored to have two of my busy friends on uh, Dottie's house. Party people, let me introduce you to Ayana and Kevin Clunas. They have been married for 23 years. We have been friends for a very long time. Actually, Ayana and I used to commute back and forth from Cincinnati during our Procter & Gamble days to Chicago to see our boyfriends. And now we are both married. Ayana and Kevin have been married, like I said, for 23 years. They've got two beautiful daughters. They currently live in Dallas. They are both uh, high-powered corporate executives. Kevin is a senior vice president at Ross Doors Incorporated in New York City. And Ayana is a partner at TPG in Dallas. So uh, we're actually going to get into it because they commute right now for their marriage. It has not always been that way. But, you know, when you've got two very successful people um, in a marriage, you have to make it work. So we're, we're definitely going to get into that. I'm so glad y'all are here. Glad to be here. So let's just start off with, let's tell all of the party people how you all met. We were both in Chicago. I think I was living, I was new to Chicago. I'm from New York, um, New York City. And I moved to Chicago to take a job as a uh, prosecutor, state prosecutor. And I think I was there for about a year. And a friend of mine invited me to a party. And it was happening at this uh, club that... You know, but I think it was a private party. And I'll tell you the story was my friend called me. I was sleeping and he says, you got to come out. So I come out and this guy was a professional baseball player with the Chicago White Sox. And we'd become friends. We weren't that close, but he wanted me to call, call me to be his wingman. And when I got there, he saw me, but he was talking to these two beautiful women. And he wouldn't, um, you know, you're supposed to give the intro to the wingman, but he wouldn't. He was, he was always a greedy guy. He was guy. blocking. He was blocking. Yeah, he was blocking and being greedy. So ah. I walked up to them to, to make a joke. So to kind of ingrain myself, ingratiate myself into the conversation. And I said, your baby mama is outside looking for you. And, you know, everybody laughed, but he didn't laugh. <laughs> And he ran off. 
And did he really and have a baby mama? I didn't know that. I was just making a joke, but he left. He got scared. He left. Amen. And I was left with two women. And I I saw Ayana and I was like, wow, that one. I, I need to talk to her. Um, and the other woman was her best friend who ended up being, you know, cool, but probably wouldn't have been. I love her, but probably wouldn't have been my type. So that's how we originally met. So Ayana, mm. let me ask you, when Kevin walked up, were you like, ooh, this man is fine? Or were you like, uh, what are you doing? I mean, he's a beautiful, beautiful person. I thought immediately, wow. Stop lying. <laughs> we on the show, stop lying. I just, I mean, you know, he, he just had his Mac on. He was just very um, determined to, to, to meet one of us, so. You know, uh, yeah, well, I wasn't yeah, determined yeah. to meet you, one you of you. And how old were you, Ayana? How old were you, Quinny? And Kevin, how old were you? I think I was 25, 26. 26. Rob the cradle. Let me say this I, it is so refreshing, and I want our young men to get back into this of. To hear Ayana, you say Kevin had his Mac on. I mean, that's what y'all did back in the day. Y'all came strong and correct. And our young men are not as forthcoming. Um, and I think that's a big miss in society. I don't know if it's because of COVID, if it's because of online. And I love that you just went up and you sh you shot your shot. I, I did. I did. Um... And here we are. She's she she was she was a knockout. She's still a knockout. Mm. She she looks better now than she did before. So I I, I guess right. I bet right. Whew. Now he That's said right. I love it. He was sure what? after after he met my mother and my grandmother, then he was good. And so the rest is history. So you all dated for how many years before you got married? Oh, six. About six. Six years. I was busy. I didn't have time to be getting married. You know, I had I had stuff I had to get done. But you knew he was the one. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, we just we. I mean, we we had a lot of fun. We were. I just. I, I know for me, I was. Uh, I had to. Uh, you know, I had to work. I wanted to buy a place. I wanted to go to grad school. There were a lot of things that I wanted to do, and I wanted to not get distracted. Um, and he, for some reason, he was really patient with with all of that. So. Um, which was also really attractive because I, I certainly um, found it important to have someone that was a supporter and an enabler of all the dreams that I had. Um, and so that was that was really critical. And so that made it even more interesting to me because no matter how crazy I was, and I'll tell you a little story, I was so determined to buy something and, and, and he was instrumental in helping me find a place in Chicago is this um, new construction, which was a new thing at that point, like the new construction um, remodeling of like, you know, old kind of warehouses or whatever. And I, uh, you know, put an offer on it and it wasn't going to be ready for a while. And I was actually, I just moved back from Cincinnati where we were, Arvia, and I'd moved into my parents' house just for temporarily to, you know, before I moved into my place. They decided to retire and move from Chicago. And I had what was going to be a three to four month window of not, not having a place to live. And I didn't want an apartment, you know, a short term apartment. And he offered for me to move in. Long story short, I ended up moving in. And it really? Three, I don't remember I, this. Yeah, I, I ended up moving in with him. And, I, and it was supposed to be three months. It ended up being a year 
because it took them so long to build the place. It just kept, they kept, you know, it just kept, you know, elongate. There were always some issue. So I ended up moving in with him for a year. I moved into the place. I closed on it, moved into it. Then I decided I wanted to go to business school and go full time. So I ended up selling it in a day and I, and I thought it was going to take longer to sell. So I had to move back in with him. Oh my goodness. Before I went to business school. And, you know, he was just a trooper. He moved me in, he moved me out, he moved me to business school. I mean, so I was like, well, I guess if you're going to do all that, you might as well stay around. She found book okay. <laughs> She found, she, found, she found an employee. That's what she found. He was a great employee. He delivered. He was on time. That's, that's what happened. There were no complaints. But that was a succinct story. That was a long story. And there's all the stuff that happened between before we got there. So, but yeah. yeah. And I, I do want to talk about that, but I really want to get into this whole situation, which I think is so interesting. You all were dating. Procter and Gamble moves you. Did PNG move you to Chicago, or you ended up getting another job in Chicago? No, I got another job. So you got another job in Chicago. You so you could be close to your boyfriend. Mm, yeah. Yes. Well, no, she got another job, so she made more money. That's it. I just happened to be the the you know she get an employee on the side in addition to that. <laughs> well, which one was <laughs> employee it? Employee with benefits. That's what. That yes. Benefits to the new job. Side dude. <laughs> they added on the benefit list when you picked in November. <laughs> if you want, if you want a side dude for sex, that you pick that. <laughs> it didn't cost any extra. <laughs> I'm hollering. I'm hollering. So you moved so you could have a side piece. I, I, I went to yeah. I moved to Chicago. A new job. Um, no, but I really want to know this, Ayana. Did you move to Chicago because you wanted to be closer to Kevin or just a new opportunity opened up, which happened to be in I Chicago? It, I just need I to think understand it was a lot. I think it was a lot of things. I didn't like Cincinnati, number one. I absolutely did not like Cincinnati. So that was a that was a big driver. I needed to be back in a major city. And it was great that Kevin was in Chicago as well. And then no, the it just all worked out. It all because worked out, yeah. I wouldn't say, I mean, I was early and I was pretty, and I'm a pretty determined person. Like I, I, I knew career wise, there were things that I wanted to accomplish that were going to be agnostic to any, no one was getting in my way. Um, but it was awesome that he was in Chicago. It was a great opportunity. You know, I mean, we'd only been dating, you know, a year at that point I was in Cincinnati, you know, so. Um, yeah, but let's back up a little bit, right? Because after I met, Ayana, you know, I met her in this this club at the party after with Buzz. We connected, but it wasn't, she was still in school. She was still at Cornell. I was already out a practicing attorney. And what we talk about this theme of her continuing to be independent and, and being a driver, that was what attracted me more than anything. She wasn't all into me. You know, I was a single guy. I was a attorney. I, I thought I was doing something in Chicago. But I met this woman that wasn't even really, she was doing her thing. She hit that midpoint of showing interest but not being too interested. You know what I mean? She was, and it, it helped me to, kind of, first of all, I was kind of, my ego was more like, wait a second, she's not all over me? But she showed me enough interest that, I'm, I wasn't kind of 
discouraged, right? She had her own things going. I had my own things going. And the, the funny story is she'd come back and forth to visit her parents in Chicago, but she would call me as she left. When she was on the way to the airport to leave, I was like, well, you've been here a week. You're just now calling me. I didn't even know you were in town. And that was, oh, wow. it kind of affected my ego because I thought I was the man. But here's this one woman that wasn't really paying attention, but gave me enough rope to kind of like, I like you, but I'm not, you know, I'm not in factual. Not that I was the, the catch of the litter, but I was at least thought that, you know, you were in the game. I thought I was in the game, but she just kept me uh, on the bench and gave me some time at the end, you know, like garbage time with the basketball game <laughs> where you winning and you got five minutes left. That's when she would call me. And But at the same time, that was, I liked the woman that was just, she was doing her thing and the independence was one of the attractions, but it wasn't like she was playing a game with me. She just had stuff to do. And I, I was like, oh, I like that. And, and Oh, I like that. But and, let me uh, ask you something, Kevin and Ayana. Yeah. Yeah. Were you coming to Chicago, not calling him or not seeing him when you were in undergrad or when you had moved to Cincinnati? I I, I was at the end of undergrad because I met him right okay. before. I met him right before I finished undergrad. So we didn't start dating really till Cincinnati. Like I moved. So I'll tell you. So when I graduated from Cornell, um, I stayed and kind of traveled around the East Coast. That was my whole thing. I had my little car, traveled around the East Coast. And Kevin is from New York, and I knew that. And we hadn't seen each other since that, like, month. I mean, I met him, but I really hadn't seen him at all, actually, because I was in, I was in New York. And and this is, again, no cell phone, so he might call. I might. I usually didn't take his calls. I was busy. And so what would happen is I, um, as I was traveling around, I was like, oh, you know, Kevin said he would visit his mom all the time, and um, usually over the summers. And so I, I reached out and said, hey, I'm going to be driving back from New York. Would you drive back with me? Because normally when I would drive from Chicago to New York, I had one of my very good friends who would drive with me, but she wasn't, she, she had moved and doing something else. And so I was like, oh, it'd be great to drive back with someone. Now he hadn't seen me in a lot, and there was no, there's no Instagram, there's no pictures, there's right. no, there, there's no, the, there's nothing, right? Other than a phone number that, you know, I, you, you might pick up or not. And um, and so that was the that was the next time. Yeah, because it. she asked me to drive back across the country from New York to to Chicago, and I was like, I hadn't seen this girl. I don't know her like that. But um, so I go. I was living in Chicago as new, but I'm a New Yorker. I'm a subway New Yorker. Living in Chicago was kind of uh, living on the moon for me at one time. So I go home all the time on the weekends. So. She asked me to drive back with her, but I tried to hedge my bets. Not only did I get like a, a two-way ticket, just in case, <laughs> uh, but I had her meet me somewhere in New York and it was kind of an atrium setup. And I said, well, you meet me on the fifth floor of this building. I forgot where no, it was. No, you told me to meet on the ground. You on the ground. Up. I went upstairs to the second floor. So you I know could what? Kevin, stop it. No, seriously. So I could see her to make sure she was still as fine as I remember before I decided to drive across country with this woman I hadn't seen. So that was, you know, I was otherwise I was just going to get back on my flight and go back to Chicago. I know this girl. Kevin? No. Oh my gosh. Wait, you're killing me right now. Are you serious? 
He. That's what he says. That's what he says. I. I don't think he would have left. Me. I got two way ticket. Kevin, you wait. I want to get into this though. I want to get into this. Ayana, your game was so strong; it was ridiculous. I mean, but it wasn't. It really wasn't. But you know, he has a a really important point, which is, I I think what is important for people to think about, or or women, or whatever. It's it's not it's not that I was intending and purposely, you know, focused on game. I was actually just focused on myself and focused on the things that were important for me to get done. And the things that I wanted to achieve, and making sure that I was not getting distracted, right? And so it just happened to play out, I think, in the fact for him, oh, she's independent, and it's not all about me. Not all. About I'm talking him. about you calling him to ride with you back. Oh, from yeah. New York to Chicago. Yeah, but even that, it was just, it was sort of like, you know, hey, it really was going to help me out because I didn't want to drive by myself. So it was there was a there was a rationale, but it wasn't. I didn't I didn't think of it as game. Let's put it that and, way. And, and the truth is, you were very comfortable. You looked at him as a friend, that someone that you were attracted to, and you were like, "Oh, Kevin's in New York. Let me call." So it wasn't that deep. I was, not, you I were was really trying to just... check him out. I was trying to check him out. Let's be clear. I was definitely trying to check him out. I was like a ride, a long drive that would give a lot of time to talk to him. But yeah, but I, but I, you know, it was just kind of like this would make sense. And, and you know what? It, for me, it was also. You know, I did kind of plan a contingency plan with my ticket going back. But I also, even the first concept of driving back with her, she was fun. The, the times we did talk and interacted, it was fun. If, if nothing else, she would have been a cool girl to know. And, you know, whenever you find a cool girl, they always have friends, right? So I'm just saying, if she doesn't like me, she's going to introduce me to one of her friends. So I was always That's a thinking, lesson. That's a it was lesson. a game. Say that again. Say that again. Now say it for the people in the back. That's a great lesson. When you have a cool girl, they always have what? Friends. They always have friends. That's right. So if they could say, well, I don't like them, they could pass you on. (laughs) The next next up. (laughs) I'm just joking. Um, But Kevin, it's honestly true. I think with, especially with online dating, these young people go out and it's super awkward because they go out they meet somebody online. Normally, it's a dinner date, which I don't recommend. And it's almost like an interview. It's not organic at all. And they don't think about, I just want to, if this person is cool, I just want to be friends with them because they're also going to have cool friends. And it's a mindset. And I really want people to start thinking about that instead of, this is not the person for me. I definitely don't want to marry them. There's nothing about them I, I like. I'm out. It's almost like it's either it's like they have this checklist in their head and they're either for them or they're not for them. And they don't even think about the larger picture of this could be a cool friend that also has cool friends. And I love that. I love that you were open. You were like, you know what? If it doesn't even work out, I just like her as a person and we're going to have a good time. One of the things that I, I it came to mind as you were talking about sort of cool person or what have you that I, I remember specifically being important to me and about him um, was that, and, I, and this terminology is, is trite now and it's overused, but if I could take it back 30 years, he has a growth mindset. So what I mean by that is his ability and what was so interesting to me is that like he, he, want, he just was always trying to learn something new, do something new open to something and it was most evident in his music and so that was back when he had all the cds you know like yeah the cds and his music taste it was like 
everything went from rap to hard rock to alternative to gospel. I mean, like every possible genre that it could exist, he had it. And that to me was just awesome because it told me that he was very open to different things, different people, different places. He want, you know, he's just, he, he's literally like just eager to learn and try things. And that was exciting. And so that potential, you know, and, and sort of being able to just stretch your mind and not just like, this is the way it's got to be. And, you know, I grew up this way, you know, I thought was great. And, and some of that you saw, I saw because he was this New Yorker. He was like this displaced New Yorker. He was a hundred percent New Yorker. He had the New York accent. He had his his New York Knicks uh, uh, jersey on and his Timberlands. I mean, he was a totally displaced New Yorker in Chicago, but he was open to just, He's like, well, what does this have to offer? What can I learn? Who are these people? How is this is different? What is this house music? What is that? You know, and, and that I thought was very exciting and attractive. And that's something that people, I think, sometimes lose sight of because they're just looking at, you know, if they're at a dinner, they don't get to see the person in activity and how they interact with other people and, you know, what's important to them. Yeah, I, I think one of the things with, you know, going back to why you even drove back with her, Again, she was fun. And I, I personally, I grew up with women, right? So I always said for men, and it, it helped me all the way through college, that women make better friends than men for men, right? So I was thinking, okay, if nothing else, I have another fine friend who she's probably going to have fine friends. <laughs> so that's, that, that was my, so I'm, I'm expanding my network. Exactly. That if, if nothing else, and I just got to, you know, it, it just became that I hit the jackpot, right? It was, here is this woman, super attracted to her. She's funny. And, and she's funny to this day. Love being around her. Those those factors were always a big thing. And remember, she wasn't sweating me. That's what we used to say. She wasn't sweating me. She was doing her own thing. And so, you know, why not hang out with this person? I did not realize, you guys, that Ayana... I don't remember this. And I don't know if we were still in Chicago or if we had moved to San Antonio at this point. But I did not realize you moved in with Kevin, built, you know, bought a new development like what like what we had, moved mm -hmm. into it after a year of living with Kevin, separate from Kevin, after living with Kevin for a whole year. And Kevin, you didn't move in there with her. And then no, because he had his own place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my friends thought I was completely crazy. You know, because all my friends at that time were single, had their own place. And I talked about her all the time. And then she was going to be without, her parents were moving away and she was going to be without. So I was like, why not? Because again, she was also my friend. You know, I, I enjoyed right. being around her. So I don't, you know, it wasn't that bad to have her move in. She did break my closet though. Well, I mean, you had weak you had weak structures. Yeah, she, she, I mean, she broke my clearly. closet down with all her clothes and all my clothes in one little section. It was <laughs> it was it was a mess, but you know it was still cool. Well, we got the closet game tight now. It's good. Yeah, right. I, it's, I, I, you know, it's just it's just interesting, and I'm impressed. This is new for me. I'm impressed that you guys, that Ayana, you weren't of this mindset of. I don't need to buy anything until I get married to Kevin or whatever, whatever. Like you had your mindset, like I'm going to buy my own place um, and I'm going to do all the goals and do all the things I want to do, including have a life with 
this man at some point, but I want to buy a home and I'm going to, and I'm going to go to business school and I'm going to, and it so all worked I, out. I, I and Kevin gave you space to do it. Well, and, and I just, to be clear, I grew up, you know, my mother, very, very strong figure in my life. And, um, and she remarried, you know, to my, you know, to my stepfather and who I consider my father, he's deceased now, but she was married for 30 years to him, 35 years. Um, prior to that, to my biological father, she had, there were some challenges as far as her being able to achieve the things she wanted to achieve. Like she was in law school, but she didn't get to finish. There was a bunch of stuff that just because of, of sort of their relationship, she was unable to do. So she, every moment she had, she would say, you've got to make sure you do all the things you want to do. Don't forgive, you know, or, for, or, or, or give up your goals because of someone else. And so I always had that in the back of my head. And so even with Kevin, I would say, hey, I need to, I'm determined to buy, I have to be able to buy a place by myself. I have to be able to do, you know, business school or whatever. I think I was thinking of law school, whatever. I wanted to do grad school, you know, and I wanted to make sure that I was able to survive on my own and to be able to provide for my own. Um, and that'll get interesting when we talk about how, to, how do you pull those things together. But it was really important for me to prove to myself that I could do that. Um, and he was super supportive throughout. And so for me, buying it and then selling it and then going and then moving off to business school, it was a little bit crazy, but it was really important for me to accomplish because I think had I not, that would be something that would sit on the on my shoulders of like, oh, I should have done it. I should have, could have, would have. And I would have hate, hated to have any regrets and say that it was because of Kevin. Yeah. And that was one of the most attractive things for me is that she had these goals and she was going to do it. And all the guys, I mean, even my friends, they none of my friends at that time said anything. Oh, she's doing this. They were like, wow, you got one. <laughs> it's like you went fishing and I caught the big fish and they were like, whoa, hold on. Even even the most wild friends I had, and I had a whole bunch of them. You knew some of them, Harvey. Uh, <laughs> they were they were they were all like, wow. You, you have someone that that's doing this and I was just gonna I was, I was gonna support everything I could every step she made um, because I thought that if nothing if if that the fact that she was going for all these um, all these aspirations all the things she wanted to do that just made it even great because I had aspirations too. And we were, I knew that at some point those things would come back together and it, the, the partnership started way before we got married. Let me just put it that way. Our partnership started not too long after we met because I, I don't believe in getting married to get married or get married, hope that, hoping that it will create a partnership. Um, I, I, I truly believe that you establish a partnership with someone and then, you know, you turn out, you make it official later on. Um, but that's just our story, but that's in our belief and our, our ethos. It's about the partnership. That's beautiful. And, and your partnership is very clear because you guys have moved quite a bit. You've had yes, long have. distance during your marriage, you've had long distance relationships you know, with careers, I, I, it's pretty incredible. Um, tell us how you guys have been able to manage. I mean, current, even currently, Ayana's office is in Dallas. Yours is in New York City. I know you guys both travel, um, but how do you guys manage that as, as a married couple? 
It's it's actually, um, believe it or not, it's actually really easy because we just prioritize each other. So um, it's it's sort Turn of it again for the people in the back. <laughs> we prioritize each other. Um, you know, it, it, it's like it's like I tell people all the time. You, at most jobs, so just your just take your average job. So you're not the CEO, whatever. It, you're employed at will, right? And so it's your you you have a choice every day if you want to show up at work or if you don't. And I think in a in a relationship, you you make a decision every day if you want to be committed to that person or not. And the second you you decide that they're not a priority or you're not putting them first, then it's probably not worth that that commitment and that that relationship and that partnership. And so, you know, every day I get up, I'm like, this is, this is, he, you know, I always say, Kevin may not be perfect and I may not be perfect, but we're perfect for each other, right? It's I'm just perfect. What do you think? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. And, you know, and it's like every day, every day you, you choose. It's like you choose. And that, and choice comes with making decisions around, are we going to be in the same city at the same time? Let's meet. We have calendars and we move things around constantly. And then our children, you know, are kind of the, the, the anchor for us of like, where, where do we need to be so we can make sure that we're supporting them as much as possible? Uh, they're 18 and 15. Um, and they're physically not in the house right now, which allows us to, to move around a bit, which, which is great. Well, but they're boarding school and college. School. It's not like they're uh, child services. No. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, is this they're physically not in the house. Well, no, I think they're anybody would, yeah, they're in school. I mean, of course. Of course they're in school. But anyway. Um, and despite having you as their father, oh, yeah, no, no, um, and, and so, so, but, but, but in all reality, it's, it's a lot of just prioritizing and, and, you know, sitting down and, you know, that means that everything's not going to be perfect every day as far as, oh, I wish, you know, we could have done this, but, oh, you're not here. We're going to go, we have to change the time or, and that's fine. It's easy enough to do. And I think we're both flexible enough. Um, and then I think the other piece is, um, you know, your careers and sort of those demands ebb and flow throughout your relationship. So I think there are times, you know, Kevin has, has had to be based out of Canada, other places where he's been, or you were in Switzerland for a few months, the kids were really little, you know, we've had to just adjust and ebb and flow and just, you know, you change your, your, your uh, community of people around to help as you need to, to do it but we're always willing to make the sacrifice. So it might be that I'm pulling a little bit more weight on the family side at one point, or he's pulling more weight on the family side and I'm doing more on the professional side. And he like, so it's just constant, you know, balancing. We're just constantly balancing and, and making sure that we're supportive of each other. And I think that, you know, that's rooted in communication. You just have to constantly communicate. You can't assume, you can't just think the other person's going to get it or understand what's happening and, your professional life or whatever, maybe it, you just have to always communicate. And so if you communicate and you're prioritizing and you're choosing and you're choosing that person and them to be the priority for you, it, it works. Yeah. There's, there's no real expectations. I mean, we, we, we look at what uh, one person likes to do and, you know, like Ayana loves to make a bed. <laughs> she loves every morning she gets up and makes her bed. Right. But, I, but I had to learn that sometimes I'll make the bed just to kind of say, hey, listen, I'm not that selfish. And and she she and I, but I like when she makes the bed. She makes the bed better and she, she does the laundry. But I got to do the laundry sometimes, too, because but she and when there's laundry in it, this is somebody that does laundry every day. I don't don't like let the, don't let the dirty clothes hit you. But I it's. Said- 
it's but just it's like little, 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 little things. things. Like you know, I know what she doesn't care about, but I still want to get her involved, and you know, and you just—it's a partnership. It's just to me, it's just the this the the key word is partnership because any business, one partner does one thing, another partner does another thing. You keep cutting, keep in contact. You you you're communicating. You make that other person a priority, and it. You know, it has actually worked well for us because even that time when I was in Canada and having to come and she was she was holding down the fort. And then, you know, then with with the kids, we we have different responsibilities with our children. And, you know, our children is why we get up every morning. Absolutely. But she's still the most important person. You know, I always say she's the, and she hates when I say this, but she's the most important thing in my life. I'm not a but she is because if she wasn't around, there wouldn't be any kids. So um, I always say, if, if it wasn't for Yana, I'd be somewhere working at a gas station. I'd also own four gas stations. But, but, but Fellas, I, do you hear that? Do you hear that though? Kevin is out here saying that Ayana is the most important person in his world, in his life. And, you know, we really want you guys to be thoughtful about finding your partner and building a life with but, them. But but can I throw in, yes, they should be, but they also have to be willing to see people grow. So you're not going to get, so you're seeing Kevin and I 30 years into a marriage or 23 years into a marriage and 30, whatever. 30 We've been in a relationship a long time. And we've had to grow together and there it's not been perfect. It's not like every day's been rosy and, and, and you know, rainbows and no. yeah, anyway. Me. And, and and so, you know, you have to be willing to grow together and learn each other's flaws and, and and say like does it you know, what's a big deal, what's not a big deal and have that communication. And then over time it just you know, it it, it, it just evolves so beautifully. But you have to put in you have to put in the work. Um, and so for, for people, when they first meet and they expect that person to be exactly perfect, and Arvia, we've talked about this, you can't go in, you know, for, I, I say with a young woman, don't go in thinking you're going to meet Kevin Clunas, you know, at, you know, you're in his 50s today, you know, at what he was at 26 when I met him and what he is today. He's evolved and grown as, a, as an individual, myself included, right, since I was 20 to now. Um, and, and so you, what you're looking for is more... Are they, do they have the potential? Do they look, do they seem like someone who's got the ability to grow and wants to grow and is interested in being supportive and, and that, that partnership piece? Um, but you don't expect them to be perfect day one, meaning, you, you know, don't have these outrageous expectations, like these lists. I hear of these people having these lists. They need to be 800 things and you're like, nobody has those 800 things. You'll never find anyone if you, no. you know. And they, no. The other thing that I think that you said is really important is this is Kevin at 56 years old. A lot of our hey, young women are, <laughs> a lot of our young women are wanting, they're like, but that's not how my dad is. That's not how my dad is. Your dad took some work to get there. Like that at 50. Your dad at, at 26 was a Rolling Stone. Right. He was not the same person he is today. So we need to manage expectations, party people. The one thing I will say, again, to her point, that you're not, you're not the same person today that you potentially will be. Once we got married at my wedding, I remember a bunch of my friends saying, Kevin, 
This woman changed your life because you used to be in Timberlands, jeans, and, and hoodies, but now you wear fabrics um, and colors, fabrics. and colors and fabrics. But it was just a, a just a microcosm of the fact that you change. People change over time, and you just have to be a partner to support that change. Preach. Well, I want to ask you about your finances, but before you do, because Ayana, you already gave your advice to the women. I think it's great. Kevin, what advice would you give to our young black men? Just be yourself. Some fi find somebody that's going to complete you. Somebody that's got their own, that's going to have their own, um, their own journey. That that would be my my advice because in the end, um, two together. If you find a strong person and you're a strong person, you're just going to be stronger. So just, you know, so many times we're told we have to find somebody that's going to complete us, um, complete us, the man. No, we need somebody that's going to complete the couple. And I, I think if you just um, look for somebody that's going to, could stand on their own, but would love to grow with you. That's great. Okay. So there's been a lot of talk on the internet about finances and is it 50-50? Do you keep it separate? Do you put it in one pot? Before we close out, I, the party party people want to know, and I want to know, is it one pot or is it two? One pot all the way. And I don't even know how. And look, I don't know what the, the party people and everybody else is doing these days. I don't know how you manage it any other way. It's, it's, it's always one. Um, and for us, you know, it's been, you know, our compensation and what we brought to the table has varied over over this 20 something year period. And I couldn't even tell you who's what because we always look at what is our total, you know, what what is our net value together? We, we literally I, I we never look at it separate. Every everything is completely intertwined. And I, I just think it sets you up for a better success. Now, again, we haven't operated the other way, so it's, I'm sure there's many people that do. We find having everything together, being fully transparent and, and having, you know, having we have an advisor, et cetera. So we're, we regularly visit our finances. Um, we, we plan together on a always monthly, probably. We're always planning together. And that works for us. And, you know, again, everyone has their own thing, but that works really well for us. It's, it's not just a pot. It's a gumbo, a sausage. We don't we, have to, <laughs> we, have, we don't even know how to. Kind of, we don't want to. There's no. It's everything is together, so we grow together. Jason and I have been the same way since day one, and I just can't imagine having. I, I just I don't understand the the whole separate thing because I feel like it's a mindset. If you go into a marriage with everything separate, it's almost like it's a, an escape hatch. It just doesn't make sense to me. How are you going to grow together and build your future together if your money is separate? It's just, I think I'm confused. the one piece I will say that makes it more complex is it does depend at what stage in your life you actually do commit to your marriage. So it may be different for someone who's coming in at 40 years old, has a lifetime, you know, maybe has a child. You know, I do think different circumstances might make the how you put your finances together more challenging. But I still think even from that point where you draw the line, like we're getting married, that there's a place where you say, this is this is what we have together. Like from this point on, we are together. Absolutely. Right? Um, I, I think it's important. I'm glad so. you said that because we've been married forever. And Harvey and Jason, when did y'all get married? Back in the 40s? Before us, so 98? <laughs> oh, whatever. We're, we're 28 years. We're 27 years and y'all are 23 years.
Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Y'all been married a long time. Yeah, exactly. See, we've been all married a long time. So I, there are probably yeah. some differences, you know, depending on life stage of. of uh, but, but our advice to the young people, if you do get married, you know, and you're start young. Together. Start and together. You have, and you have not built that much together. I mean, you have not built that much separately. You Try really should. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the, the the I guess the the counter argument would be too hard to 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 break apart. Yeah, it's supposed to be hard. <laughs> Life know? is hard. Life is hard. So go in it. Go and go full. Jump the whole way in, and you yeah. know that's how we did it, and it worked. I think. Well, thank you guys hey. for sharing. I agree. You guys are a beautiful couple. I'm so grateful right. to have you guys in my life. Jason and I are both so grateful. And thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Avia. Take care, Arvia. We appreciate it. Love you, you girl. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening to Dottie's House. We'd love to know your thoughts about today's episode. Join the conversation on Instagram. Follow us at The Dottie Club. And if you're looking for your happily ever after, apply today at thedottieclub.com. Be sure to follow our podcast wherever you listen so you can join us for the next episode.